Hey, how are you? Doing well. How's your sister? She's doing well. She's gonna watch today. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, we still watch you. We, I don't know. You're a big part of our relationship. We talk about you all the time. Amazing. Yeah. Just everything all the time. What does it feel like to have a black in the family? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We are family. Um, do you guys mind moving up some? And then the people that come late, they can just. Nice. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you all so much for being with me. You can go to our chat line and hate will respond. Let me know your questions or comments and I can respond accordingly. At, uh, is it buy me a coffee now? Yeah, buy me a coffee. Uh, at buymeacoffee.com slash JLP talk. Wow, I remembered. I'm black and slow, but not that slow. But that black. Anyway, welcome, welcome. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Again. Are you drunk? No. Uh, <laughs> what? Nervous I'm late because I was in the bathroom. You what? Nervous I was late because I was in the bathroom. Oh, nice. Uh, so how is everybody? Well. <laughs> Any questions or anything? Anybody have a life this week? No one? Y'all just walked around like zombies? <laughs> really? Anybody here for the first time? Oh, okay. Uh, what's your name and how did you hear about us? Uh, Justin, and I saw you on uh, Get a Job Link a long time ago. Get a job. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right, well, welcome. And how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm Elisha. Oh, hi. I'm Elisha. Um, up in Northern California, I just saw you online and uh, thought the fallen state was pretty entertaining, so I thought I'd come say hello. Right on, hello. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to meet you. You too, buddy, thank you. Anybody else? You, your first time? First time. Uh, my name is Jerry, and I heard you through uh, John Zerka, the podcast that you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice, welcome, man. <laughs> thank you. Amazing. Is this your first time? And what's your name? My name's Rachel. Rachel, welcome. Yeah, thank you. And you found us on YouTube too? Yeah, through him. Nice. He shared the John Zerka interview with me and we watched it and we've been watching your stuff ever since. Did you have a reaction to it? Um, I thought it was um, enlightening, the conversations that you talked about. Right on. Yeah. Did you think I hate women? No, I don't. Did you know that Satan was a woman's God before that? I did not. And did you? And once you found out, what were you? Um, it was in, intriguing. It was. <laughs> it, I, my mind is still working to understand everything. 
Oh, okay. I'm working through it. No, yeah. but you find it intriguing that Satan is your God? No, 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 no. Oh. Sorry, I misspoke. No, I did not <laughs> find. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? First time? Oh, hold on. Right there. What's your name? How'd you my find name it? is Ruben. Yeah. And how'd you find us on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. All right, welcome, man. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I want to get into, have anybody ever heard of someone ever talk about near-death experience? You've heard of those before? Anybody ever had that happen to you? You had it happen to you? You had a near-death experience? Plenty of times. Really? What happened? One time. Mm, I would say the first one, I was just driving the freeway, and it was like really raining. Um, and I was driving to school, so like back when I was in college, and um, I guess it's like kind of slippery, so I was still kind of learning to drive. I was like 18, and um, I like hydroplane on the freeway, and there's kind of traffic, so I don't know how I didn't hit anybody, but I was on the fast lane. I did a complete circle, and then when I was just like out of it, and then I like stopped facing opposite traffic, and then I just like took like a deep inhale, and I like quickly turned around, and I was like halfway to school, and like the rest of the halfway, I was just bawling, just crying my eyes out wondering if that happened or not. And yeah, I didn't speak about it till so many years after. I told my dad, and he was like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I don't know. I'm still trying to process it. But you didn't die and leave your body though, right? Um, I was definitely unconscious. I've been in a car accident where like, I spun on the freeway and the other car flipped over. Wow. And um, I was in the passenger seat and my friend was driving. And I don't remember this. I just remember being frozen and I don't remember anything. And then they said I grabbed the wheel and I started turning it. Oh. And I was like, I did not do that. Like, I was just frozen to like, we were wet on the side of the highway and then I was just like, what happened? And I just went to go check if the other people were okay. And then like, we drove off. And Amazing. that was very weird. Yeah. Anybody, do you guys believe that it's possible to die and come back? Who said yes? And, and why do you believe it? Uh, the only reason why you say that is because I've, I've had heard some stories when it comes to uh, when people do end up passing away and they see some, they try to describe hell and to try to describe heaven and those type of things. They see like their their life flash before their eyes in that kind of sense. And so do, uh, have you heard where they went to hell or, or heaven or both? I've heard both. Oh, you heard both? Yeah, but it's just from like documentaries or little interviews that I've seen on YouTube. And what made you believe it? I don't believe it. I just heard it. Oh, you don't yeah, believe it? I don't oh. believe it, no. Okay. Anybody else believe it or doubt it? Near-death experience? No. Um, did y'all, anybody heard the radio Friday when we were talking about near-death experience? Oh, okay. And what did you think about that? Uh, I thought it was interesting. I did watch the interview. Oh, you did? With David Williamson. So, just for those who don't know, we talked about this on the radio Friday. There was a young man who uh, had a heart attack, and while on the, in the emergency room, they're working on him, he left his body. And we talked about that on Friday. Go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I so, you agree. watched the interview, and what did you think of it? I thought he was very. Um, authentic and genuine and 
it seemed as if it were if he I, it, he seemed believable to me in how he described his experience, and I've heard others describe their near-death experience. So, have you ever heard one like that? No, I haven't actually. What, what have you heard before? I've heard about the white light and people coming back and describing Jesus and how he looked and seeing family members and, um, you know, many things like that. His, the way he described his experience reminded me a lot of uh, many of the principles you share with us. Right. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting and definitely believe yeah. in, uh, in his experience. And, in the, and, I mean, who knows what, will will uh, have to look forward to when that when that time comes that's why it's so such a mystery and the reason many people fear it because it's so unknown um yeah. but yeah i thought Amazing. it was an interesting interview nice yeah what did you think of it uh, you, you saw the interview right i seen i just you seen, watched his interview no i just seen it on the show i oh. just seen the clip oh, yeah, but i thought it. it was interesting too especially when he talked about um he said something like he he caused his own death by being by his thoughts his thoughts caused him to die and he talked about the anger and i thought i thought it was really interesting as well yeah. and it sounded believable to me too and I've heard stories of other people talking about uh, near death or, or actually dying, actually being in the hospital and they're pronounced dead and then they come back a couple of minutes later. Yeah, amazing. Nick, you heard it? You, you watched his interview right after I we did. talked about it, or before we talked about I it. I did. So what I did was I sent it, someone sent it to me and I sent it around to everybody in the office and asked them to watch it. And when you watch it, what did you get from it? I knew he was telling the truth. I can't hear you. I knew he was telling the truth. What do you mean? I, like as soon as he said, he said that uh, he knew he had killed himself with his thoughts. He had he had a heart attack. Okay, not not to rehash the whole video, but he had had anger and. But you can. So he had had anger. Growing up, it turned into like a racial thing too. He's a black man. And he hated white people. So he started out, just for the record, he started out by saying that my anger, no, I killed myself with my anger and thoughts. That's what killed him, his anger and thoughts. So he had gotten to like around 30 and his body had become out of control. He got hypertension and it had led to a heart attack. And so he died. He died and separated from his body. He saw his body. And he saw his bodies, and he realized that he, he knew at that moment that he, he, he said to himself, I killed myself with my thoughts. And when he said that, I knew he was telling the truth. Like, I, just, I know that man died. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just know he died, and I know he saw that. And I had, a odd I had an odd experience where I became fearful for my own life in, like, a selfish way. And I could see, because he's talked about how he had taught himself to react to the world in certain ways, that his nervous system would react to the world, and that was part of the pain of his experience. And so I saw how I taught myself to be guilty like that too. I'd hear people, I hear calls on the show, or people here, and I'll think, yeah. that's me, and I'll just hit myself. And so, anyways, I, I, 
I just know that I know he's telling the truth. I don't want to just go on and on, but I just know he's telling the truth. Amazing. Yes. I have one more thing to add. Um, one thing that stood out to me in that interview is how he described how he sees everything as zeros and ones, mm -hmm. and how uh, there's no good or bad. It's just an experience. Yeah. I thought that was, you know, pretty profound. Amazing. I just wanted to add that. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think the part that stood out for me was, like Nick said, how he, he didn't know that his thoughts had killed him until he had that experience. You know, when he was growing up and he had all that anger, he talked about how that hatred was destroying his body. And, you know, it wasn't until he had that experience that he realized that that was the case. And he talked about it with such a, he talked about it in such a non-intellectual way. Like the yeah. way he talked about it, it really was a message for everybody. Like it, it, it's a message that's able to reach, to, to reach every, everybody. That's why we see like the truth in him speaking. It's not an, in an intellectual way that will only hit a few, you know, a few people. Right. He talked about it. I feel like that's why we saw it as, as genuine and um, because, he, because he didn't intellectualize it. And he talked about that much as well. I, I mean, it was really an amazing interview. I had heard a lot of, uh, you know, I had heard that people who have near-death experiences, and also another thing is a lot, some people think of near-death experiences as like, you almost die and your life flashes in front of your eyes. But in the way he was talking about it, it's more of a dying and being dead for a little while and then coming back. But, um, yeah. Amazing. Um, did you watch it, Francisco? Half of it. Oh, okay. I, uh, it's interesting, uh, his experience uh, saying that he actually was in darkness, it was so dark that you can feel it. It wasn't the black darkness that we know of, but it was much deeper. And he had kind of a joy and happiness where he was at and said he, he was kind of angry when uh, they were trying to bring him back he saw relatives that were crying and, and he wanted to console them and uh, and the other profound thing for me is uh, I really couldn't understand what he was saying did you know he's talking a different language he's he said that everything he was speaking in tone yeah he said everything <laughs> that you hear about and see uh, Whatever you, political party you belong to, it, it doesn't matter. It's the same as uh, a piece of paper. And so I couldn't really fully understand. Make sure we get a chance. I recommend you watch the whole thing. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, I couldn't understand what he was talking about. This guy, this was the best near-death story I ever heard. It made you want to die. <laughs> it was it was the most realistic near death I ever heard about. All the other death that I've heard about, it sounded like fantasies. Like they were still in their thoughts and they would die in the way that they had heard somebody else's story where you die, you go through, you look up, you're going through a thing there and you see mama and grandma and everybody. And but this one was real. It was real. 
and it was really amazing to watch it. So this guy said that he was a radical black at one time. He had a lot of anger. He hated white people, and he uh, lived in his thoughts, you know, because as a result of having that anger, he was living in his thoughts. And, but he didn't know, he didn't realize that was going on. And so he was like, he had been brainwashed by the uh, leaders, political leaders and things like that. He hated white people and he was like really into it. He had an angry heart. But then one day he had a heart attack. He was driving and he was having a heart attack. And long story short, he drove himself to the hospital. And while, while they were trying to Resuscitate, uh, resuscitate, what's that the word? Resuscitate. Res what? Resuscitate. Resuscitate him. Uh, he left his body. He really just left the body and he was able to look down and he saw what was going on. Did you watch it too? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. And he saw the doctors working on him and then there was one woman standing in a corner and she was like this, worried about him and that he felt really bad for her because he was thinking, that's not, ain't no problem, fine, you don't have to be worried about me. I'm doing just fine, right? But he felt bad about her, for her. And then he talked about, uh, he went into this darkness. Did he call it a void? Like? A void. A void. And what happened in the void? He said, over the he said he was, well, he said he was on the gurney, right? And that in a moment, before he left his body, he like closed his eyes and everybody became stars, like little lights, orbs of light. Yeah. And then right, and then right after he came out as, out of his body and people were themselves again, but he was clearly outside of his body. And then he saw everything we talked about. He looked at his body. He realized he killed himself with his thoughts. He looked at his body and his, and his mind filled his mind like in his mind the words because uh, he thought what I'm what's left if that's my body what's left the the word awareness and soul came into his mind. And so he goes, and then he looks up, and it's just a void. And it's like, he describes it almost like stars and like the cosmos, the universe, but also a deep, dark, black void that yeah. he could almost feel himself like uh, flowing through. It had a content to it. The point is, is when he looked at the void, everything was there. Everything All possibilities was in the darkness. Life, everything. It was in the darkness, in the void, right? He, he had another word for it, but I forgot what it was. it void? I mean, yeah, something. But, cool. yes. Yeah, he described it almost like, uh, like Nick said, like a substance. He described it almost like velvety. Right, um, yeah. But, but in there was everything, whole life itself. But what he realized, long story short, because we're not going to be able to do justice to this, long story short is that he... He had no thoughts. All thoughts disappeared. He had no anger. All anger disappeared. And he realized that that's what had killed him. He killed himself by being angry and hateful like that. But then he, um, he became whole. He became one. Instead of being divided. And, and that's what thoughts and anger does. It divides you. And anyone... Anyone that is divided is of their father, the devil. Christ came that we may become whole. And so in this, in this experience, he became whole and everything, uh, this 
anger disappeared, the thoughts disappeared, and he was free. He was just free. And um, and the way he came back was he saw his aunt or somebody, right? Aunt who was like a mother to him, I believe. Right, sir? Yeah, he thought that that woman who was standing beside him by the gurney holding her face <clears throat> might have been his, uh, his aunt who was like very sick at the time, like in a coma. So he came back. But then when he came back, he did not, on the way back, he did not want to come back. He, it was too painful. He, he got back into his imagination, and it was just too much. Yeah. It reminded me so much of the um, silent prayer because he talked about how that experience is still with him, and he can sort of tap into that that void yeah. that he called he called it. So it just reminded me of the silent prayer because you know most of us do it, and then it sort of stays with us through the right. rest of the day. It's something that we can sort of tap into. I know we're supposed to be praying without ceasing, but I feel like most of us do it and then sometimes get that's amazing lost, to lost me, in our too. thoughts, but it's, it's still something that's there that we can tap into. He said that when he came back, as Sean just said, he, now that he's back in his body, he tended to drift into the thoughts again, but now that he know, he, he come back to, to the present instead of staying in the thoughts. He tended to come back now. And... Um, he talked about how everybody's one and how we're all the same. And oh, he said that when he was up there, or wherever he was, he felt nothing but love. There was, he felt the love of the Father and he was love. He, he was just all love. And, and it's such an amazing story because I never heard anyone talk like that before after near death experience about overcoming anger and overcoming thoughts. Yes, sir. He also talked about his interactions with people has changed completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he was talking about how when we're born, we're born into these, into these you know, paradigms of thinking and um, these ways of thinking. We're just thrown into these battles that have already been going on and we don't even realize it. We never question it. So now that he's you know, seen the other way, he, um, when he interacts with people, he can see in them um, that thing that was in him back in the day. I promise you that that's what's going to happen with you. When you get to know yourself and you overcome that anger and you see what's going on with you, you're going to see what's going on with others. Without even trying, it's just going to be there. And it prevents you from judging anyone. Because you know now and you know it's not them because you understand what's going on with you. And that way it, it will be impossible to judge anyone else. And another thing he talked about, and we have mentioned it here, is that we have been lied to from the moment you popped out of mama's womb. Anybody ever pop out of mama's womb? <laughs> the moment you pop out of mama's womb, they start teaching you. They teach you everything. They teach you what, to, what you're going to be, what you want to be. They tell you rich, the difference between rich and poor, and they teach you everything. But what they stop is your self-discovery that's given to us by God. If they didn't interfere and try to teach us, we would stay on that track of being with the Father, right? But they teach us how much money we want, what kind of education to get, how, what kind of people we should be, 
how we should treat one another, everything. And that teaching us take us away from the natural teaching and learning that we already have. We already know the truth, but our parents and teachers and things take us away and you just suffer hell because now you're trying to live up to this false teaching and it doesn't work. It would never work. And one thing that's going to happen, as he mentioned, once you wake up, you're going to stop trying to be anyone. You just, you will have no identity. And most people are afraid of that because a lot of people have come to the, to the reality that they are not their thoughts and feelings. And when they get there, they, they get scared. Well, well, who am I if I'm not my thoughts? If I'm not my feelings, who am I? And they'll go back into thoughts, right back into hell. But we've been set up. And our parents and others did because they didn't know any better. They didn't mean to do it. They were blind too. But it doesn't have to stay that way for you and me and anyone that want to overcome it. It doesn't have to stay that way. We already know. It's so interesting that we already know the truth. And every human being that's walking this earth, except for those who are trying to, are working on overcoming, are living in hell. You're walking and living in hell. And all you bring in your life is hell. And the devil tell you, well, if you get more money, you'll be fine. You get more money, you still got hell inside. He will tell you to buy a bigger house, you, you, you'll be fine. You get a bigger house, you still got hell with a three-bedroom rather than a one-bedroom. It tells you to get married, have a family. You get married, you can make a family, you still got hell. But the weird thing, most people won't stop and question that. Who's telling me this? Why isn't it work? Why doesn't it work? And instead of doing that, they look outside to try to find something that you had a bunch of friends. And you got a bunch of friends, and you got more hell. But most people won't question, they don't pause. You got to, it was, I hope you get a chance to see it. It was uh, an amazing death. It was a real one. It really was a real one. Instead of going up and see mama, I see, it was outside of his illusion, it was real. And when you wake up while you still have breath here on this earth, you're going to live that reality that he talked about in heaven. Because he came out of his imagination. He came away from thoughts and anger. You must get to the point, and you can, that you have no thought. You got to live a life of no thinking, zero thinking. Isn't that amazing? Your thoughts are your enemies. All thoughts are all lies all the time. And, you, and he mentioned this, you're not your body, you're not your thoughts, and you're not your emotions. It's all fake. Everybody has fear, but even fear is an illusion. It's not even real. The Christians are waiting for Jesus to come back and take them up in the sky somewhere. Yeah, a long wait. <laughs> yeah, a long wait. And they're going to be suffering while waiting. You don't need to suffer anymore. Suffering is just an illusion of the imagination. And nobody your children, your wife, your daddy, your mama, your money, your friends, your brother, your sister can't give it to you. It can only come from within. That peace that you want. And it's nobody else's fault. 
and said, we've been taught wrong by my parents and the world took over. But it's your fault if you continue to live in your imagination. You're living an illusion. And then in living in that darkness, you're trying to get something from out there that's not there. There's nothing outside that can do it for you. Zero. You got to go dumb. You got to be dumb. And don't go making yourself dumb. That's a different kind of dumb. But you got to know of yourself you can do nothing, and of yourself you know nothing. And stop trying to be anything. It's a waste of time because the more you try to be something, you're nothing. When you stop trying to be something, you're something. He mentioned that he realized that we are the light. He was in the light, and he realized we are the light, and we are. That's the identity you're trying to get back to before you were traumatized. And I almost don't want to tell you that because now Satan's going to tell you, you're the light. And you're going to go around telling people, I'm the light, lying to yourself. Because Satan would use the truth. Like he does the Bible and everything. And he'll quote the Bible, he'll quote what you hear. And if you don't know that it's from him, you think it's from God. But Satan will tell you now, oh, you're the light. If he tell you that, let it pass. All right? Because in the light, there is no thinking. When you're in the light, you don't think about being in the light. You're just there. There are no words. It's just living. And you, it's interesting that you can really have it right here, right now, while you live. Because the way you drop your body is, you don't know what's going to happen after that. I wouldn't take that risk. Any questions about that? Anyone here has anger? Everybody lying? <laughs> what the? No one here has anger at all. Yes, sir. Yes, I do. And how do you know you haven't? That I haven't? Yes. Um, because I throw rocks at people. You what? I throw rocks at people. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, I do my best not to do it. Um, I oh, just he's responding to the biblical question. Oh, <laughs> how often do you throw rocks at others? Yeah, so I, I do it very minimal than I than I have uh, previously. Uh, the only reason why is because a few only a few months I've I found you, and since I started doing the silent prayer, I started becoming more aware of of my actions and other people as well. Yeah. So <laughs> there's times where, say for example, I'm driving, someone. Uh, cuts me off and I have to swerve just to avoid them then in my head I start going through these, uh, through these thoughts and then sometimes I'll act on them sometimes I don't yeah. but when I do then I stop it immediately but I'm still trying to learn all that amazing mm -hmm. have you gone and forgiven your mother I have how did that go uh, I went pretty well she took it she said she was sorry did the same thing with my dad nice. he said the same thing yeah. good man you doing the prayer yes sir I want to encourage you pray without ceasing because if you're not aware, the devil creeps in, and he would, make, he would take over without you seeing him. But if you stay present, and that's what the prayer does, it, it helps you to stay present. The devil can't get into your mind and make you afraid and make you this and make you that. But when you're unaware, you got to practice being aware. And you're going to see that we're all the same. Somehow or another, we're all connected. That's why when you do something to others, whatever you do to others, you're really doing it to yourself. Because, but you don't realize that you're connected to, we're connected to one another. 
But you will see that you must pay attention to self. Anyone else want to respond to the biblical question? How often do you throw rocks at others? Nobody, anybody here to fellowship or just to listen? Do you throw rocks at others? I do, and more often than I should. Um, and I believe that when I throw rocks at others, it's me um, putting my frustration that I have with myself out on others. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm working on the silent prayer, and I'm working on controlling my thoughts, and I believe sometimes I get angry at myself when I have thoughts, that I'm trying my best to have an empty mind, and I, I lash out on others, and that's when I throw rocks. And when you try to control them, what do you what do you do when you try to control your thoughts? I try to um, sometimes I talk to myself in my head, and I'm like, okay, you need to get rid of these thoughts. You need to get rid of them. They need to leave. And I just try to um, focus on the quiet that I know is in there in my brain. Yeah. The there's a spot in there that is quiet. It's not all crazy in there. And I just try to find that spot. And when you talk to yourself, are you moving your lips? No, I'm not. And how are you talking then? I'm are you hearing like a voice in my head. I'm sorry? I'm placing a voice in my head that is not. That is so interesting. Yeah. I, and the reason I asked you that because I was talking to some people on Saturday, yeah. and they told me they did the same thing, yes. that they talked to themselves in their head. So I'm like, when you're talking to yourself in your head, are you moving your mouth? They're like, no. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, let me hear you talk to yourself. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I hear you talk to yourself without moving your mouth? Uh, no, you can't. It's all in there. And so why do you think that's you? Um, I believed that it was me because it was in my voice. And so then I would, I placed a little bit probably more trust in it because it's in the way that I do verbalize um, audibly. Right. So I believe that it was the same. Anyone else talk to themselves without moving their lips? <laughs> Everybody does that? And so, let me have it. Um, I want you to know that that's not you at all. Yeah. Really? I'm seeing that now. You are right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm realizing that, yeah. Yeah. But he sounds like you. Mm-hmm. And he makes you feel like it's you. Yeah. Whether it's feel good or feel yeah. fear. But it's not you, so I want to encourage you, don't believe it. Okay. Whatever the voice is telling you, let it pass. No matter what it says, mm -hmm. let yeah. it pass. And you start to see that, wow, that's never with me. Yeah. And question to you, how would you do that with if you're not using the voice in your head do you just because like when you're working do you just find a quiet spot or do you just get to that spot in your head when you're working yeah you mean like on your job yeah let's say that you walk through the office you're doing your work and mm -hmm. this voice starts talking to you right yeah just take a moment close your eyes if you like just for a second and come back to the present or bring your mind back to where your body is okay it doesn't take but a second. Okay. And especially when you practice doing it, mm -hmm. then you're in the moment. And, it's, and, and Satan wanted to keep you busy in your head mm -hmm. because he doesn't want the light of God to shine on him. Yeah. He has to depart from you if the light shines. So when you're not involved, 
it's just the light shining on the darkness and it would disappear. So when that happens, just take a moment and let it come back. Okay. That makes sense? Yes, that does. Thank you. But you gotta, even if you have to say to yourself for a minute, oh, that's interesting, that's not me. I wouldn't <laughs> even, just think about the number of thoughts that come, you're just not yeah. even thinking of thinking. Yeah. Definitely. These have come from nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I've been, sorry, sorry to no, cut go off. Ahead. I've been realizing that with the silent prayer. I'm like, okay, well, that's obviously the devil speaking to my head. And then the, my mind voice is the one I'm going to definitely be more aware of now. And the devil quiet. can make you think about a person that's dying or something, right? Mm -hmm. You don't even think about it. He'll bring it to your mind. And then you want to cry about it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. But crazy. even with that, it's false. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's enough to see that the person is dying, but crying over the person is not going to solve anything. Yeah. That makes sense? It does. And so you got to start watching everything. Everything, except for practical thoughts, they come and go. You make a meal, you're done with that thought. But you literally got to watch all thoughts are all lies all the time. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? It is. Thank you. Yeah. Did you go and forgive? Your mother? I haven't forgiven my mother yet. What I've, a beta. <laughs> I know, I know. I've, <laughs> I've been procrastinating, but I am going to do it today. I've, and what do you mean by procrastinating? I've found excuses and believed them. And where did you get those excuses from? From my mind. And where did your mind come from? From the devil. The devil's right. making me put it off, and yeah. I will not put it off any longer. I want, to, I want you to remember, never call it your mind again. Okay. Because this is, we got to stop identifying. This guy talked about that, too. He said when he went up there, all identities fell away. Mm. He had no identity. The world put a bunch of identities on us to cover up hell. But if we just see it for what it is, it's hell, but don't identify with it and don't let somebody else put an identity on you, you stay free. But the world cover up hell with identities. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah. And so are you afraid to face her? Yes, I am. And what are you afraid of? I believe that I have held on to my resentment toward her for so long and the, the underlying that I now realize was frustration and I believe I'm a little bit more so afraid of what's gonna I shouldn't be afraid of what's gonna happen to me when I let go of the frustration but I believe since childhood I've held on to that frustration so strongly I'm trying to pry it loose and I just need to let go and and did you believe that frustration was yours or you a real growing up? Yes, I did. Yeah. And, and why? Um, probably because I was one of those, I was a child that believed that I always got the short end of the stick, even if I didn't, because I would, I would compare myself to my siblings. Yeah. And um, I didn't know any better growing up. Um, now I do, and I realize that I need to let go of that because everyone is different individuals and if that makes sense you say everyone are different yeah like I'm not my sister I'm not my brother right. I'm me and but the one thing I do want to tell you that no one is different mm -hmm. really yeah that's an illusion too okay <laughs> everybody's the same yeah Everyone is in a fallen state until they, and they act the same way, they think the same way, they react the same way, they, uh, 
they are divided the same way because they live in time, thinking about the past or the future. There's not one. The devil speaks Chinese. He speaks Asian. I think Asian Chinese is the same thing, yeah. right? <laughs> he yeah. speaks African. He speaks white. He speaks Persian. He speaks Allahu Abba. Everybody's the same. Yes. If I had, I don't know if I would have known this had I not been counseling with people around the world and talking. They all say the same thing. Situation might be a little different, but it doesn't matter if it's male or female, uh, what position they hold in life. Just complaints are all the same. But we don't know that we're all the same. We think we're different and we're not. What a setup, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because the devil will tell you, you know what, your sisters and your brother are better than you. Mm -hmm. That's a lie because the devil telling them that you're better than them. Yep. It's a whole Isn't that amazing? Mismatch, yep. It's amazing. The, the devil is a mess, huh? <laughs> and then he'll have us fighting with one another over a lie yep. when we should love one another. Definitely. I'm working on loving. That's right. Yeah. So you gotta, the fear that you feel is not even real. Mm -hmm. It's an illusion. Yes. It's just that you have identified with it and you think that it's real. It's not. Okay. You're gonna have to face her. Yep, I will. When I get home tonight, I'll. And you're gonna have to shake it, you're gonna be shaking in your boots. <laughs> Definitely, yep. Isn't it weird that you're afraid of your mother? It is. And they said mother's love was so special. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the kind of love that stays with you till the day you die. Now I know why. It kills you. <laughs> That's why God said we must be born of the Father's love. That's what real love is. So face her and practice. We at work or no matter where, bring your mind back to your body and you're back present then. Okay. Just quietly do it. And do it all the time. After a while, you won't have to do it. It'll just be, you'll be back into your normal nature. Because this is the abnormal nature that you're in now. Okay. Not the normal. How about your father? I have forgiven him. Oh, you went to him? Yeah, I talked to him. How did that go? It went well, and he asked me for my forgiveness for all the ways that he's wronged me growing up, too. Right on. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Well, face your mother so you can be free. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, I will. Any other question? Nope. That is it. Thank Give you. the mic to the young lady right behind you. Oh. Did you watch that, the, uh, the, uh, the dead man? I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure if you told us this last week, but I heard this thing about being, when you're born, you're actually dying because you're leaving a place that you will never come back to. So the uh, death is like super taboo because we, it's the unknown and, and we've been talking about, you know, if you go, you go to hell, you go to heaven and there's, it's taboo to talk about dying. But in a way you've already died in a way by being born. Um, I'm not sure if you said that or if I heard that somewhere. Yeah, it must be somewhere else. Oh, okay. I ain't never said that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, if, but what do you think about that? There's only one death. And that is the death of the identities, the death of the ego. That's the only thing that's dying for those who work on it. Most people, because they love their hell, they don't work on dying from the ego. So they die in that, really die in that. And they're stuck in it once they leave the body. But there's only one death, and that is the death of the identities, better known as ego. There's no other death. Death is an illusion, too. 
All you want, all you're doing is overcoming these false identities that have been given to us that keep us living in hell, which is fear and doubt and worry and insecurity and all that. That's the only death there is. Okay. Isn't that amazing? It is. Amazing. amazing. So you don't have anger anymore? Um, you know, I've been doing the silent prayer, silent prayer since I last saw you. And um, it's made me more aware. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say that I still don't have anger. Like, it's, it still creeps up. Um, but I, I, I acknowledge it and I, and I move past it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have anger, I guess. But I'm trying to work on it and So do you it have it or you don't? You say, I guess. Yes. And do you have fear? Yes. And what is it like to live like that? Awful. <laughs> yeah. In what way? Um, it's, you know, it's, it makes me tense. Um, it makes me worry about things that I don't need to worry about. Yeah. Things that aren't real, that, you know, are um, made up. Every human being has that. There's not one that don't have it. Isn't that amazing? Y'all didn't know that, right? But every human being has it because we are all born in what they call sin. Every, every person that's born into this world, born in sin. But once you overcome it and you should have kids, your kids won't be born into it. They'll be born into love because you will see how to allow the light to race them through you. You won't be angry. You won't be frustrated. You won't be trying to control your kids. You won't be trying to get an identity from your kids. You won't be running around, put your baby in front of everybody so you can feel good or making them say hello because you will see and the light will guide you. But when you have any kids in darkness, it's nothing but hell. That's why the kids are suffering. The book starts with you when you overcome your hell. Are you trying to be somebody? Um, n- n- uh. <sighs> yes. See, yes. see, you trying to tell them, don't say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Whenever they go, <laughs> 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 see, I know like, that's not going to sound important if you say no. And, and why are you trying to be someone? Um, because I've been told all my life that I, I need to become something. Um, you know, I was raised by a single mother. And the way that she was raised was not the way that she wanted to raise me. And so I just had all these expectations of who I should be and what I should have, you know. Um, and I'm, the older I get and now that I'm here and listening to you, um, I don't, it, it, it's like too much. It's like for, for what at the end of the day, you know. And the more you try to be someone, you never be anyone. Yeah. You just be miserable. Yep. And I know you're in school right now. Mm-hmm. And so in, in, in school, just realize this is what I do, but it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting any identity from this. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to compete with anyone. I'm not going to try to be like anyone. It's just a way to function on earth. It's a practical thing that I do. But don't identify with it. And then when people applaud you for it, and the ego want to feel all good and tell you how, oh, you're the best. And they bring you flowers. 
Oh, she won. I'm allergic. <laughs> See that? Nice. <laughs> or if they put you down and try to, oh, you're no good. You're bad at this, right? You treat them both the same. No, let those feelings pass because it's a setup. You can appreciate life without feeling anything about it. So just notice you feel good when people say nice things to you and you feel bad when they don't. They're both imposters. That is a divided person. So just watch it and let it pass. All right. Thank you. You forgave your mother? Um, I did. And how did it go? Um, it, it, it lasted a while. Uh, you know, I, we had a conversation. We had a couple conversations because uh, it was hard to, you know, I forgave her, but then she just wanted to continue to talk about, you know, why I was talking to her about this and why I was forgiving her and what I needed to forgive her for. Right. Um, you know, our, our relationship was never really great. Um, I feel like our relationship is now getting better because I um, forgave her. We, you know, she still says crazy things, but um, I just let her and I love her and I'll just forgive her and, you know, let it be what it is. But um, I forgave her, yes. When she says crazy things, do you correct her? No. Why not? I used to, but no. Why not? Why don't you correct her? Um, because I don't, because it's kind of like a waste of breath. Oh, she's not ready to change. No. Oh, okay. No. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, just give her the finger. <laughs> I can't do that. Why not? Uh, uh, I, will, I won't have a finger. <laughs> how, how many people can give mama the finger? <laughs> nice. Did you have your hand? Oh, you had your hand? You can give mama the finger, you say? Yeah, I do. And what do you mean by that? Um, so, recently just started listening to you. Is this your first time here? Yes, first time here. Oh, welcome. What's your first name? Thank you, Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, recently just listening to you. I'm still working on forgiving her. I haven't forgiven her. And why not? Uh, just hard. I, I know I've forgiven her like years ago. Let me hold that point. Okay. See how everybody have the same problem? It doesn't matter color. Everybody scared of mama. Everybody. <laughs> it's the same thing. Did you know that? It's the same thing. But we think it's different because of our color, our finance, and oh, they holding me back. Nobody can hold you back in life if you don't live in your imagination. That is an illusion too. But go ahead. Um, so yeah, uh, with the finger aspect, though, it just started happening. Like before, I was like, "Oh no, that's your mom. You have to be respectful." But um, working on the forgiveness aspect of things, I'm just kind of stuck there. Um, I know it's easy if I would go and do it for my dad because we talk all the time. Yeah. But with my mom, I'm just like, hmm. I just know it's a deeper conversation. As she was saying, it's going to be a multiple conversation thing. I don't think I want to have a multiple conversation. And how do you know that's what it's going to be? So I started it. When I first started watching you, I started with the forgiveness. And she was like, what do you mean? And I just kind of like choked up. And I was like, oh, she's going to keep asking that. And that's kind of what it's been. She's continuing to ask that. So... Just trying to find the space, I guess, to say it and not feel anything on the back end. Why not just say, well, I've been resenting you because you, you imposed your life on me or whatever, right? Yeah. And I'm sorry for resenting you. Why not just say it? Okay. 
I'm gonna just no, say No, that was a question. Uh oh. I, I don't know though. I, I I played it out I guess in my head because you know that's what the devil say. Get, yeah. get it all together, get it all together, play it all out. So I guess that's kind of where I get stuck. The devil keeping you in hell. Yeah, big time. The beginning of overcoming fear is to see that you're angry and that you resent your parent and go and shake in your booth but forgive them. That's the beginning of overcoming fear because you're okay. facing it. Okay. And you got if, if you stay with it, you got to see that is an illusion. And all your life you've been living in an illusion lie life. It's never been real. Isn't that amazing? It is, though. And you don't like yourself, and they don't like you. <laughs> Have you noticed you don't like yourself? Yeah, big time, a lot. What, 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 nobody, anyone that has anger don't like themselves. Did y'all know that? You bring up, you punish yourself more than your enemy can possibly punish you. Isn't that amazing? And you blame your enemy. But anyway, you notice that you didn't like yourself? Oh, yeah. And what does that, is that like for you knowing you don't like yourself? It's rough. It's In what way? It's a painful process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hell, right? Yeah, it's hell. Are you tired of living in your hell? I am. Well, forgive mama. I'm, I'm working. I'm going to go <laughs> forgive her too, yeah. I'm, I'm but there's nothing to work on. It's like lifting weight. You're not going to get muscles until you lift the weight, right? Yeah. The courage will not come until you... Do it. Do it. Okay. So there's nothing to work on. You can't build up courage and then go. You have to go shaking in your boots. All right. I got gotcha. you. And the devil's trying to talk you out of it yeah. because he's living inside of your imagination and emotions, and he doesn't want to leave you. So he's talking you out of it. That's not you. He's gotcha. telling you, oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. And so when I say give mama the finger, what I mean is be honest but don't resent her. Gotcha. Just don't be angry. Just that we couldn't help ourselves, it, she couldn't help herself. Gotcha. The devil, the same devil is driving her. That makes sense? Yes. Are you married? I am. Oh, you must give your husband hell. Huh? Sometimes. Poor guy. <laughs> How does he deal with your hell? How do you deal with my hell? No, you tell me first and then I ask him. Um, he, he just goes mute. You know, sometimes he's just like, you know, you, you got to forgive your mother. And I'm like, yeah, I do got to forgive my mom. But um, I think listening to you have really kind of opened uh, like a big eye for us and where I am and how I function for us to be a little bit better in how we're responding to each other. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, go and forgive your mother. You're doing the prayer, right? I'm working on that. Are you doing the prayer? No. What? Uh, and so what are you working on then? You ain't going to mama. I got to open it up You're and not read doing the prayer. the prayer. What are you working on? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Getting there from where? So like opening the browser, listening, reading the silent prayer. That's where I am. So I opened it today. Now getting to read it is, is the next part of it. You don't even have to read it. Just, Just listen, listen to, to it and do it. Yes. You got to start, but now that you have a baby, a little baby, yeah. you got to pass the hell on to your child. And you don't want to, but right. you will. Because right. you don't have the love yet. That makes sense? Yes. You don't have time to waste. You're about to destroy another soul. Please don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Please not. You know. I can't hear you. Not trying to. We're working on to not do that. I know you're not trying to, yeah. but because you're in your abnormal nature, a nature of anger and no love, you can't help it. You, you can only give out what you are. 
Correct. So I know you don't want to, but you can't give something that you don't have, just like your mother. Correct. You love your husband? I do. No, you don't. Well, yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> you just lie. I don't, because I'm in my hell, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> why, do you, why did you say yes? Because I feel like I do, but now listening to you and learning, I'm like, oh, I guess I don't really love nothing, right? So, yeah. And what does love feel like that makes you feel like you do? <laughs> comfortable, I guess. You feel comfortable? Yeah. And how would you feel when he don't love you back? Uncomfortable. Like, See? I'm in a hell. That's right. So, yeah. Because you don't love him. That thing you're trying to get from him, you call it love, but you're really trying to feel this void, this frustration and this emptiness you have. Right. That can never do it. You're trying to get something from him to fill a spiritual void, mm-hmm. and only forgiving will do that. The light of God will come in and do that. Gotcha. No human. If your love, if your husband showered you with this fake love, you hate him for that. I'm tired of you loving me. Won't you be mean to me sometimes? <laughs> I'm tired of you doing everything I want you to do. You get irritated. Isn't that right? That's correct, yes. You see him coming, he'll have some flowers, and you'll be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but no human being can feel, fulfill that. So face it and go and forgive her. Yes, sir. All right, and do Thank the prayer, you. too. I will thank you. Right. Any questions about anything? No. Okay. And you're the husband? Yes. What's your first name? Gabriel. Welcome, man. Appreciate it. And so how do you deal with the hell in her? Um, Yeah, at times I'm I'm, I'm silent. I look at her because I know she can't help herself at that moment. So instead of berating her with, you know, I just simply tell her, like, you you have to get over that. You know, you have to get over that. You have to forgive your mother because that stuff's eating you inside. You know what I mean? So that's really where I'm at with it. Did you go and forgive your mother? Absolutely. And how did it go? I forgave her roughly about three years ago. Um, And it was before I ever knew that you existed. And it was... uh, it was like a weight that lifted off of my shoulders because yeah. I was carrying that anger all the way since I was little, you know, just yeah. doing a whole bunch of wild stuff. So um, when I when I forgave her, she started crying. Nice. You know, she started crying. And you were like, what the? Yeah, a little bit, but I, I understood that she couldn't help herself either. Right. You know, um, and I think it was roughly maybe eight months later, um, I went down to Haiti with me and my father. And, um, you know, we were sitting out on the galley, drinking, smoking cigars, and I forgave him as well. Nice. You know, and he kind of looked at me like, ah, whatever. You know, that's his, that's his demeanor. Right. But, um, but yeah, it, it was a weight that lifted off of my shoulders. I, I felt light ever since, so I don't get as angry, you know what I mean, as I used to. But um, I'm still trying to overcome that. Thing. Are you doing the silent prayer? No, I'm not. Beta. <laughs> <laughs> And why you're not doing it, you desperately need to do it because yeah, you have a child yeah, now yeah. and you got to be aware so you see your wife when she's out of control that she doesn't destroy your child. Right, right. Like, I've done it. I've done it. But I, why don't I'm you not, stay with I'm it? Not active with it. And why not? I don't know. I think, you know, life just bombards you from left to right. You know, you wake up with 101 different thoughts in your mind. You know? I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, all thoughts, all lies, all the time. Yeah. It's the, it's and the you truth. keep worshiping the devil in the morning time. Right. When will you stop worshiping the devil? All thoughts are of the devil. 
And when you believe him, you're worshiping him. Did you know you were worshiping the devil? Nah, I don't. <laughs> you didn't know it before? No, not, not, not. Yeah. The devil tell you, oh, you don't have time for that. You got all these things you got to do. And you say, okay, Father. And you get up and, and follow him. Because in reality, the only reason you got so much to do, because you're in your ego. We don't have that much to do. Life is not complicated where we got to be busy all the time. And you're being busy because you can't handle not having anything to do. You feel lonely, you feel scared, you feel empty, you feel like life is not working. So you got to have something to do. But in real life, you don't need to have all that stuff to do. You're worshiping the devil when you do that. God said, his, and it's true, his way is easy, his burdens are light. Satan's way is busy and frustrating and in a hurry and comparing and competing and carrying on. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. <laughs> so stop wishing for the devil, and the more you do it, the more time you will have to do it, because time will disappear. Time will disappear. In real reality, there is no such thing as time. Is an illusion in your head. What do you think about that? That's, that's, that's profound. So get with the prayer. Both of y'all, you can get with the prayer and stay with it. Absolutely. And don't do it. Um, don't say to yourself, I'm doing it for my family. You're doing it for yourself to, to know thyself and come back to the Father. And he will guide you. All right? Any questions about that? No. Do you throw, how often do you throw rocks at others uh-huh you know I, I was i was i was just telling her like i, I can't hear you I, I like the i like to pitch rocks a lot you know um i'm very critical in certain instances um yeah it, sometimes it's just for fun to laugh at it you know it's nothing like uh with malice intent right um but yeah i i, I pitch them pretty often i'm, I'm dialing it back because i'm learning like Whatever I do is just a is just a mirror reflection. Yes. Right? So it's like looking 100%. at the pond and tossing a rock at my image, and everything goes onry, right? So, yeah. Amazing. Well, do the prayer so you can become aware of all those things. Right. And when you are aware of them, they disappear. They, you can't make yourself stop doing it. You just need to be aware that you're doing it. You need to see that you're doing it, and it will stop on its own because it's part of the ego. Amazing, huh? Absolutely. Did you have your hand? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What I was. Uh, Are y'all having fun or what? Yeah. Isn't this amazing? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I wanted to add. Uh, whenever we, when we're trying to forgive, the whole thing we're trying to do is, we're trying to get away from our emotions, and when we. When we have the, the thought of, I don't want to go forgive because I don't feel good about it, that's the whole reason you're supposed to do it, because Absolutely. you're trying to get away from that, that negative feeling. And as I notice, the more I, the more I go through my life and I still might have the fear or have the resentment or have the anger, but when I see it and don't act on it, I don't feel good. I actually feel bad because yeah. I'm, I'm doing things that are, are going against my ego. Amen. And, and as I keep going 
further and further down that path, I realize you, you see it in a, in a strange way. It's like I have, I have a good friends. I have a, you know, I'm divorced, but I have a wonderful ex-wife and I have wonderful children. Is she wonderful because you don't have to deal with her anymore? No, be, she's wonderful <laughs> because she is who she is. How is she wonderful? Um, even though I've done terrible things, we still, I can still, every Sunday I get to cook breakfast at their, at their house. And you cook breakfast? Yeah, I cook breakfast. And that made her wonderful? A lot of women, when you get divorced, especially how my divorce happened, they have so much hate and anger that they will destroy their children's lives, and she hasn't done that. And so that's better than most. How old are the kids? Five and two. Oh. Yeah. So she... She destroyed them. She's trying her best. She's Has her she best. overcome her anger? Nope. She's still just, that's, but she's still doing her best. Have you told her to go forgive her mama? Uh, yes. And she didn't do it? At any time, when I'm even giving advice to somebody, it's like, you just, yeah, I, she didn't do it. But all I can do is be honest with her about it. And if she does it or she doesn't do it, that's, that's, her, that's her journey. That's right. To figure that out. And why do you think, why did I say don't? She's not wonderful. You don't think anybody is wonderful. Right. Because they're not. Right. <laughs> but and the I tell you that because you, you want to see her clear, in a clear way. But if you got this word wonderful, because, and the devil tell you, oh, she's wonderful because she doesn't act like the other women. She's wonderful because she let me make breakfast here. She's one, she may be cooperating with that, and that's fine, but she's not wonderful so that you can see the real deal. And the light, would, if you, there's something you can do to help her, you will in the right way. Yeah, and I, I, because I see there's certain things that I would, would observe about her. And it's, it's strange, because even though we're divorced, I still feel like the, that light and authority from God. I still, I still have it, even though we're not a quote-unquote family. Right. But um, my originally, so like I come to my wife's house and I'll stay with the kids for the night and she'll, she'll take off. Uh, originally, she would not say goodbye because it was too painful. The kids would you know, be upset, but really she was just getting upset. Yes. And I saw that and yeah. then I told her, it's like, just say goodbye to the kids and leave. It's not a big deal. You're gonna, you're gonna see them in two more hours. Like it's not a big deal. And then I watched her start to say goodbye. And then there was, it wasn't an emotional thing with the children. And I could see, it's like, oh, I saw something that was wrong. I said the truth. Right. She absorbed that and that's, that is wonderful. You know, it's, it's. Do what you want, but I wouldn't put in, I wouldn't attack, you just need to see it without attachment. I'm telling you, that's what the devil does. He'll let you see it and then he'll give you a name to call it instead of seeing it as, oh, this is the light, oh, this is the darkness, right? right? He'll tell you, oh, that's wonderful. Now you get a certain feeling about her yeah. and about the situation and you're no longer any good to her. Yeah. Because you're seeing her through these wonderful eyes and she's catching hell. Yeah. And she's giving your kids hell. Yeah. But you won't be able to see that because you have put the title wonderful. Yeah. That makes sense? It totally makes sense, yeah. Anybody disagree with that? The devil always giving us titles to cover up hell. And you think you're saying that because you, you know, it's coming through your mind, but it's not. Yeah. All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, so I'm, even, I'm even 
I'm comparing her to other wives and you other could, women. It's just like, yeah, they're right. just, they're, yeah, she's neither good nor bad. She's just a being. That's right. Living her life. Absolutely. Yeah. And the devil tell you, oh, and that's what he does. Like I just said, he makes you compare. Yeah. Oh, she's wonderful. She's not like Louise, the way Louise did John. Yeah. She's not like that. She is wonderful. Yeah. It's a, don't y'all see the setup in that? It's enough to just see it. You need to add it. Seeing it is everything. Yeah. It doesn't need another cover over. It doesn't need a, oh, like, like the young man felt the void. The, in the, in the, in the, when you, there was nothing but that. Yeah. It's not a cover up. Yeah. He didn't, he, did he say if he went to heaven or hell, that guy? I don't even think he called it heaven or hell. He came out of his illusion. Yeah. Which was hell. Right. Hell is the illusion. It's inside of us. That's why we need to know ourselves. Because we're living in hell. And everyone that has anger is walking around in hell and don't know it. That's why when you go and forgive, you hear most every, everyone say, oh, I felt like a load was lifted. Now the light is starting to shine in. And all the things that we've been taught, it will disappear. Yeah. You just stay with it. And I like to, if, if I understood you correctly, I like the way you said that you can feel this stuff, you feel the pain, you feel that, but you know now it's not you, so you keep doing what you need to be doing, yeah. and you don't let that stop you, and it will take care of itself. Yeah, I, I even noticed too, is like, I, I didn't know you could, I, I never felt like bad in my life, but I, I just lived through my ego for a really long time. Yeah. And you can't, that, that will work for a little bit and then it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to, you have to see what you've done and reconcile that. And then I guess it's like letting that you've been so attached to your ego for 30 years and now you have to let that die. It's obviously going to be painful. Like everything about it is painful. You have an a, opinion about a coworker at work. Yeah. And before I would go maybe vent to them or, or do whatever it's going to be, but now I'm not doing that. And then you, you go home and, you know, when you do the prayer, that to me, I'm, I'm going through my, the things I overreacted to during the day or the things I didn't overreact to during the day. And I'm just seeing that and going, oh, that was like, that was a proper way to do it. I didn't have an emotional reaction. And it always works out. Every emotion Absolutely. you have, you're wrong. Everyone. So it's just, if you have any feeling or opinion or emotion about anything, just sit in that and you will see that you're wrong. And then I notice it's, but it's, you don't just learn it once. You learn that lesson every single day over and over and over again that you're wrong about literally everything. You've never, you've never been right. <laughs> never been right. Been wrong your whole life trying to make a wrong a right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And I want to encourage you to practice, when you practice being aware, when the thoughts come to judge someone or get angry or to get in your head about something, practice catching it before you get into it. And then you, the pain won't be there then. Because when the thoughts just flow through, it doesn't fall into the woods of pain. Because thoughts are supposed to just travel through but when you allow it to hang around and fall into that prodigal son stage of pain and loss and worry, you've been turned away from the father. But just practice, like you were saying, if you do it a thousand times a day, practice coming back to present. And eventually, I'm telling you, 
it'll become the normal way to live in the present instead of abnormal or living in your imagination. It really, really will. Amazing. So you got to live with this knowing that it's not you. Because if you didn't identify with it, it'll be over already. You can walk out of this room free of the pain that he's talking about, the thoughts and feelings, but you really think it's you. And so when it comes, you forget to be aware. When a thought comes and the pain is there, you're overwhelmed, you go, like when you don't have pain, you're like, oh, I'm free. That feels so good, right? I'm alert. And as soon as a thought and a pain come, it's so painful, you start reacting to it, feel like it's you, you forget that it's not you and you get into it. But the moment you realize, hey, I'm in a thought, it's gone. So you gotta practice catching it too. We are all possessed and we need rebuking. We need to be saved from the hell. But the beauty is, we've been saved already. Really, it's already done. Everything that we are looking for, you don't need to wait until you get to heaven. I wouldn't take that risk. It's already done. Christ said it's done. He said, your sins have been forgiven. I remember somebody called my show. They were trying to act like Jesus was God. And he lied and said, Jesus said, I forgive you, your sins, or something like that. But he said, your sins have been forgiven. Really, you're not, you have never sinned. God has never held a sin against you. There's not but one that you're into, and that's the unforgiveness. You're playing God, and that's what keeps you in the wilderness, in this darkness. But when you forgive, you're going to stop judging, and you'll be free. You won't be to judge anyone. The drag queens or anyone. A drag queen can walk in this room, and if, and if you now can see, he'll walk in with a pretty dress, and you'll think, well, that man got a pretty dress. But you won't judge him because you know he's possessed. You will see because you see what's going on with you. Isn't that amazing? God doesn't judge us, and his children shouldn't be judging. And they won't once they're truly born again. Any other questions about that before? Uh, no, I don't think so. Very good, man. You doing the silent prayer every day, every night? You know, I started that doing it. That means no. It means no. Yeah, it means no. I, but I, I sit... Uh, you say you started to, and what happened? Well, okay, so I, I do, I, I'm, I, be, I be still, but, so I, I do like, like an hour, an hour in the morning, an hour at night, but I don't close my eyes, and so I just will lay on the couch, and I just kind of do that and go through whatever I'm, I'm going through. So the devil told you to do it that way? Yeah. He, he like, lay here, keep your eyes open, just go through what you got to go through. Yeah, right, and, and... Why are you obeying the devil? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm not ready to not obey the devil. I guess really is what it would be. But I, but I see that, and, and that's okay. And, and uh, I'm, I'm here on my trip, and I could see that the last few days. I, I, I went back to it. I don't know why. I still, I still like my little lay down with my eyes open thing, but you, you, should, you should end with... He already know where it is. You, you, you've seen the prayer, but you just don't do it every day. Yeah, I don't, like... I, when God say pray without ceasing, you thought he was playing? No, I do pray without ceasing. Like, I'm, I'm watching myself throughout the day. I just haven't specifically... I haven't committed to your silent prayer is what I haven't done. When, it's not mine. It's mine that I put it on the tape thing. But it's in you. Yeah, it's... It's it, yours. It's everybody's. Right. It's not just mine. Yeah, and so... I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's not really yours. 
nothing good one thing that guy said that is so true he said that now that he's back in his body whenever he feels himself drifting away into disillusion he closes his eyes for a few minutes and he can see the bright lights the starlight that he saw up there right and that's what's going to happen for you too yeah you want to see the light in the darkness right but if you think this other way is working for you, it's, it's, up, up, to you. it's up to me. Right, that's right. <laughs> and you don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing that people let the devil talk them out of being still, huh? Now, if you were getting up hooping and hollering every day, getting on your knees and crying to the Lord, the devil would have no problem with that. As a matter of fact, he'll wake you up and try to pray. But when you let it go, he, he doesn't want you to do that. Because he knows that Hoover Holly, you're just praying to him. Isn't that amazing? Yes, ma'am. Did I see your hand? Yes. Okay. Um, so I've been doing the silent prayer. The first time I did it, I was listening to you while I was doing it. Yes. Do you, wanna, do you suggest that we listen to the SoundCloud thing all the time? Or should we lean off of it and um, be silent? and not listen to you. Eventually, and, you will not need it. Okay. Uh, when you get to that point where you see you don't need it, mm -hmm. and, and the one thing I want you to watch out for, if the devil tell you, oh, you need that. Mm -hmm. Let's say you try to do it on your own, and the devil tell you, oh, that wasn't the same as it was with Jesse. You need the tape. Then don't do the tape. Mm -hmm. Do it on your own. Because yeah. that's just another thought right. coming from the devil, right? And, but... As long as he's not telling you not to do it, you'll be fine. But if he's telling you not to, don't listen to thoughts about it. But you'll wean off it naturally because the light will take hold. Amazing. The young lady in the back there? Yeah. Did you forgive your mother? No, I've had conversations with her since I last saw you. But I realize I'm just not letting go of things in the past. I'm sorry? I've had conversations with my mom trying to forgive her, but I just see my frustrations coming out, and it's me just not letting go of the past. And you love your frustration? No, I don't. Then why don't you let it go by forgiving her? Yeah. No, that was a question. Oh, um, I guess I just realized that, so. You're not gonna forgive her? I am. Because the only way you're gonna enter into the kingdom, you have to go and forgive, and feel alive. I just still see myself getting, because she will like suffocate me in like love, and I feel she still treats me as a child, and it's just, I'm an adult, and I'm going through my own things, and I just still get angry when I see her not seeing me for who I am today, and that's uh, what's hard to let go. Oh, well, let's say you go in there to talk to her, and you suffocate her, right, and she give you all this fake love. Yeah. Suffocate and tell her anyway. And then you, the whole thing would change and you wouldn't need her to treat you any kind of way. You wouldn't need her to see you in a certain way because you'll stop seeing yourself in a certain way. Yeah. But you got to do it and then things will start to change. Shaking your boots and do it anyway. Yeah. And if, if she, cause that, she suffocated you with hate, not love. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, and that's why I get angry. Yeah, but even if you are angry, you tell her anyway, and your load will be lifted. It really will. Yeah, I believe that. Are you doing the prayer? I am. Every day, every night? Yeah. 
Nay. See how earnest that is? She didn't go, ah. Uh, Amazing. Any question about that? No. Okay. Or actually, what does pray without ceasing mean? <laughs> Practice being present. Okay. Instead of in your head, thinking about yesterday or what happened whenever, or thinking tomorrow is going to be better, you, you come bring your thought, your mind back to your body, where your body is. Your body is in that chair in this room, right? Yeah. But your mind could be out to lunch right now, even though you said that. So when you catch your mind drifting away, bring it back to you. Okay. And let it go. Amazing. Do you throw rocks? How often do you throw rocks at others? Never. You throw them at your mama. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I do. Just my mama, though. <laughs> and you're throwing them at yourself. Yeah. But that's why I, I throw them at myself rather than others. Well, you're throwing them at your mama and others. Yeah. So why are you sitting in line? You see I'm, how the devil I'm, got you I'm lying? I'm in the illusion. I'm sorry? I'm in the Delusion. <laughs> That's right. Well, just pay attention to that, all right? Okay. You'll be fine. Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I said nothing this time. She <laughs> said what? I said nothing. How often do you throw rocks at others? Um, I don't know. I think I, I, I use, I, I try to use a good opportunity. So I guess I do it a, uh, often enough. Uh, often enough? You like throwing rocks at others? It's not that I don't, it's not that I like throwing rocks at others. I think my identity is attached to, don't you know who I am? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Are you doing the silent prayer every morning, every night now? Not every morning and every night. And why not? Because I am busy. See that? No. See how busy? But, but You're not, not the only busy but not busy in the sense that like I'm trying to fill in time, um, but maybe I am. But I work a lot, um, and so I have an obligation to what I've committed to. Um, and so when I'm not at work, I just want to sleep. <laughs> so um, there's not a lot of time to do that. And the first thing in the morning when you first open your eyes, you're busy then too? Yeah, I have a different schedule. It's a very different schedule. So when you first open your eye, you're already busy? Probably. In my head, I am, at least. And, and how long are you going to listen to the devil? I know. Yeah. That was a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully for not long. Hopefully. But, but hope ain't going to do it. This is true. This is true. You got to do it. Yeah. Okay. Don't let the devil talk you guys out of the very thing that you need to be doing. God said, pray without season because he's in the present. He's here right now all the time. And he wants you to see the devil. Eventually, the devil will be gone from you, departed, period. But he wants you to see the devil so he can defeat the devil. He's already defeated, but he can take him out of you, your, your uh, mind and emotion. I have a question. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I thought about when you talk about what you talk about, what about your relationship with God? Because I think that that's why I went to church all the time, why I, you know, was very committed to going to church is because I feel like I was connected to having a relationship with him. And I feel like some elements of the silent prayer and just 
being free of all thoughts, I feel like in some way there's like this missing part, which is having a relationship with God. And so you had a relationship with God before? <laughs> I, I think, I thought. What kind of relationship you had with him? Uh, that I could talk to him, that I could come to him and just, you know, have a conversation and oh, tell him did. how I'm feeling. And that felt like a relationship? Mm-hmm. But that was a bad marriage. It didn't work. You notice that? No, I didn't. No, I don't notice that. I feel like now sometimes I catch myself going, mm, is this really even hitting God? Like, is it really reaching what I want? But it's still something that it feels like it's missing. And what is missing is your the relationship you thought you had mm-hmm. was just an idea. You did not have a relationship with God. You had a relationship with Satan calling him God. And when you were talking to him, you were talking to the devil. That's why nothing changed in your life. It only got worse because you were worshiping the devil, calling him God. God said that we don't know what to talk to him about. We don't know what to ask for. We don't know what we want. Be still and know me. And we have a Holy Spirit. He will do it for us. But that makes me feel bad for, I don't know, it feels almost like childlike. It makes me feel bad for like the part of me that really just tries to reach out. Like it really makes me feel bad for myself. And I'm not, I, I need no pity at all. No, you're not going to get in this room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but nonetheless, I just feel bad because you. I think to my, about myself and I'm like, God, I work so hard to to build a relationship and to be connected and to do all the things. Um, it just, I feel bad. And who is the person that's feeling bad? Me. Who is, who, who is you? The person sitting in this chair. And why do you think that's you? Because I'm sitting in this chair. Really? And why would you feel bad about it? Because if it really wasn't, going anywhere if it wasn't doing anything it just feels like god that that person is working so hard at something that's not actually working right you see all you were doing was building an ego a bunch of ideas about god and about prayer because the preacher had told you oh you need to do this and do that and you believed it but if you really you really, really pay attention to yourself, know thyself, you're going to see all that, nothing was working. It was just a false, false, feel-good, fake feeling, but inwardly you were still miserable. But can I just also ask one more question? Yes. With, the, with Scripture, there is some elements to Scripture, like the whole book of Revelation, or um, when it talks about the, I think it was ten virgins and having their lamp oil, ready like there are certain distinct parts of the scripture that i just to me i'm just like well why would god make that revelation if we weren't supposed to do anything with it the the ten virgin with the lamp lit they were doing what you're going to do with the silent prayer you're going to sit at the gate with the light on lamp lit and watching that's what that's all they did they were just watching they did nothing you can't do anything about this it's spiritual and you are a spirit, and, and, and this loss that you feel like you're having, where it makes you feel bad, that's the ego thing that's dying. That's the void that the young man was talking about. That's the emptiness that you want to feel. Yeah. 
you don't want your glass to have anything in it so that the light can just pass in and fulfill it for you. That's what's dying right now, and it doesn't want to die. Okay. It, it feels like you're losing you, but you're gaining you and losing the lie, the false you. So do you just do you just navigate life without emotions? Are you able, and this is just, and if it's too personal, you obviously you don't have to share, but do you navigate life with no emotions? The only time I would feel emotion if I got in my thoughts. Okay. But now I can catch it and it passes. Because just think about it. What good does it do to feel emotions except deceive you? To make you say, I'm crying because I'm a good person. No, it actually feels like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, no. no, it actually feels like something that would make you cry. It does, it does feel like something. Right. But you can't have the tears without the thoughts. In the light, there are no tears. Okay. Only in the thoughts where there are tears and tears are of the, and thoughts are of the devil, they're all lies. Right. And I know exactly what you're saying and how you feel, but it's not, it's not you. you. You're losing yourself in order to find yourself. Right. Okay. And, and you're now, uh, if you stay with it, you're going to know God. You don't have to pray to him and have this relationship with him. You will be with him. You'll be one with him in the light. That makes sense a little bit? Yes. And so just let yourself cry. The devil will just cry. <laughs> just know it's not you and let it pass. Don't judge it. Don't judge yourself. Have no opinion about it. Okay. And, and, and just stay with it no matter what. Okay. And then if you still trust the, the hoop and the holler prayer, the relationship, do that first and then shut up. <laughs> All right? And see what will work. Okay. All right? Okay. Any other questions? Amazing. No. Sorry, those I've been literally carrying that around all week. So thank you for answering. No, no problem. And I gotta move a little faster now. Do you? How often do you throw rocks at others? Uh, now that I've been more aware, very rarely. And I just noticed now um, it only happens kind of at work when I'm in the middle of a fast-paced situation. Mm -hmm. But I even then I quickly catch myself. So pretty much like when I'm working on like a big quote for a customer and another customer comes bothers me and then it's <laughs> and then they and then I answer but they keep bothering me and then my thoughts are like oh you're working on a big quote right now look at him why is he why is he why won't he go away and like and yeah. then if I uh, can't quickly realize that then I start throwing stones yeah but then I quickly now I quickly realize it and I just uh, kind of get out of it and, nice and I realize um, through that, I also realized there's no such thing as a fast-paced situation. Like, even though things are busy around you, if you stay in the present, it's not a, fa a fast-paced situation. 100%. Just, 100%. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, so I only throw, like, one stone now, and I quickly catch myself. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and another thing I realized, like, throwing stones, it doesn't have to be you taking actions. Like, you can be all nice on the outside, or you could say nothing at all and still throw stones from within. Yes, sir. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? Repeat that, if uh, you can. So throwing stones is not always a physical action. Or you could be like talking all nicely on the outside, but you can be uh, like hating the other person on the inside and throwing stones. Yes, sir. Or you could say nothing at all and still be throwing stones. I rest my case. <laughs> Pass the bucket. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That is so true. This is, this is such a good question. Because you, you could just be doing it and not even realize what you're doing. 
and join it. Absolutely, man. Amazing. How often do you throw stones at others? All the time. <laughs> All the time. And, and why? Um, well, at the present time, I don't. I, I don't think I throw them um, right now. But there was like, a like right now, or uh, you know, in the <laughs> in the uh, I guess the immediate past. Um, I haven't been throwing stones, but. Uh, before I actually uh, started listening to you, I used to throw them all the time. Yeah. All the time. Amazing. And it was just my anger. Yeah. It was my anger. Nice. Cool. Are you doing the prayer every morning, every night? Yes, I am. Nice. Yes. Stay with it. Yes. Good. Right here. And then I'll take you, Raymond. And then over here, then we got it in. Right here. How often do you throw stones at other rocks at others? When you say stones, you're saying uh, judging? Others? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I used to do it a lot. Uh, I'm, now that I'm really like praying, like in the morning and in, in, in the evening and stuff like that, and I don't really, really silent. I was raised, I'm, I'm a PK. What's preacher's, a P preacher, preacher's kid. Oh, okay. okay I'm sorry was, to hear that. <laughs> yeah. What a trauma, huh? I know. <laughs> and my father, he was, uh, well, of course, they're up there preaching and stuff like that, but I would hear him in his bedroom and, and praying and stuff like that. Um, and he would pray it out loud. So I haven't had really, uh, like, really sat there and just quiet, 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 and just thinking and thought because a lot of thoughts enter my head and it messes me up. So I pray out loud, not loud. Or I go to my trailer and I just speak and I talk. So you don't uh, do the silent prayer right now? Not really, not really silent, silent, but I do uh, pray. Uh, and uh, and I pray till I'm, you know, of course I'm done. I don't set a timer or nothing like that. I just right. pray. But uh, I've since I've been listening to you, uh, it's been really really helping me, and removing a lot of anger, which I did have. I had it for my father, and after he passed, I realized I had to forgive him, and I did, and it released a lot of anger, and I was able to think good thoughts about him after that, and before I couldn't, it was. Give me an example of a good thought about him, if you can think of good one. Good thought is the things that we grew, grew up doing together. Um, him teaching me, you know, how to build a skateboard. And, oh, know, I see what you mean. Yeah. And did you forgive your mother? I haven't spoken to her in a couple of years, and we don't even know where she is. Oh, you don't know where she is? Where she is, no. Nice. No, I have no idea. Nobody, uh, my brothers, nobody. Good. Yeah. You so, must be celebrating. Yeah, I have to, uh, I need to talk to her, though. Yeah, you need to find her, forgive her. I need to find her and to let her know that what she did to us. Yeah. And uh, turned us away from my father because uh, when he left, uh, she talked really bad about him. But when I forgave, he, uh, when I forgave him, uh, I would tell her, you know, you need to let this go. You know, you need to stop talking bad about him. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, she didn't understand it. You know, so that's what I have to share with her, because she has to release it too. Nice. Well, I want to encourage you to do what you want, but do your little hoop and holler, and when you're done, be still and know God. Give it a try. I don't do the hoop and holler, and I don't do that. No, but I when you're down speak. there, what kind of thing you pray for? I thank God for everything that I, from where I was to where I am now. Mm -hmm. He has been good. How often do you thank Him? Every day. Why? I just feel it in my heart to do that. Do you think he wants you to thank him every day? 
I don't know. If no, he, he does. does. He might be quiet. You already thanked me one time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just grateful. Yeah. Do the silent prayer. Give it a try. Let me know what you think about it. Okay. But do your prayer. Your prayer with the Satan, right? And then, and then be still and know God. And let me know what you think about it. Okay. All right. Did you know you were praying to the devil before you heard me say that? Uh, that I was praying to the devil? Oh. Uh, no. But in your mind, you thought you were praying to God, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you know what your daddy did. Mm. Yeah, because when he was praying in, out loud in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you learned that from. Yeah. That's worshiping the devil. Mm. And God, are, God know, God doesn't even need us to appreciate it. He doesn't need us to keep saying thank you. Mm. He just need us to let the light work through us. We need, he's trying to bring light into the world. And so all he needs is that we let the light shine. He don't need it, but that's what we're here for, to let the light shine through us to bring those that are lost to him that can't see. And he's going to provide all this stuff for you, and he doesn't need you thanking him over and over again. Really, he already know you appreciate it. It'll be like your wife coming home every day thanking you. Thank you, thank you. You're like, okay, be quiet. You thanked me last week. Right? Same thing. He know you appreciate it. But keep thinking of him until you see it for yourself. Not because I said it, because I know how we've been trained, and it's hard to let that identity go because it feels like you, you're not going to be a Christian. It feels like you don't believe in God. It feels like you're going against God. Did you know that... The truth is for all to receive it. That yeah, wants it. Yeah, we, Did you know that the same truth that was in God in Christ is in us too? It's the same thing. He is not, he didn't treat Christ any differently than he treated us. That same truth that was in Christ is in us. It's no different. We already know the truth, and it's the same truth that was in the Son is in us as well. But people got Christ in such a, 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 a magical way, they think the love and truth that he had is not in them, but it is. Because it's in their imagination about him. He said he was our brother. And the same thing he did, we should do it. We will do it. And you will when you come back to the Father. He, he didn't just give Christ that love and kept it from us. That make sense? Yes. Did you know you had the same truth and love in you that Christ had? I was hoping I did. Good. It's there. But you got to let go and let it happen. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yes, Raymond. Man, the time going. And I know y'all have so much to say, right? <laughs> yes, Raymond. I saw your hand. Okay. About uh, throwing, rock, uh, throwing stones at others. Before, uh, oh, how, how often do you throw rocks at others? Before, uh, before I commit myself to prayer, every chance I get. And yet it was nothing compared to a boulder that I hurled at myself. Yeah. Amazing. And are you, you still doing that? No, uh, throwing rocks at others? No. How about yourself? I have to wash myself before hurling boulders at myself. <laughs> nice. Okay. Amazing. Any questions that come in over here? How, how often do you throw rocks at others? Mm. 
Um, I relate to what this gentleman said over there as I watched this biblical question. There's a lot of rocks being thrown without... I'm not physically doing anything. I can just see it, and I catch myself. And I, I've kind of made a joke about it because I... Like seeing it so much, I'm like, wow, you're throwing another, you're really throwing, you know, while you're typing an email saying completely, yeah. you're not even, rocks aren't even on the menu. <laughs> you know, I'm like laughing, going like, wow, I'm really, I got, I got a little rock machine going on in there. Amazing. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's good to see it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. You, you're doing a silent prayer every morning, yeah. every night? Yeah. Nice. Stay with it, stay with it. I, yeah, I am. Okay. There's no other way. <laughs> it's not. I can't imagine not being still and knowing the Father. It's too risky. It's like you leave the door for the devil to come back in because you have no one to fight for you. You can't beat the devil. Look how hard you wrestle with your imagination. It still controls you. You still have fear. You still have fear. Anyone that has anger has fear. And it's up here. It's not even real. That's what's so weird about it. Yes. How often do you throw rocks? I appreciate what he said as well. Um, because when I initially heard the question, I, my ego rose up and I'm like, oh, I don't throw rocks. But I do in the sense of not maliciously, but in the way that he described it where it's unspoken, or I'm speaking these flowery words, but really, it's, it's not coming from a truly authentic place. Nice. I love it when he said that the people, sometimes the nice people, they seem so nice on the outside, all friendly, bring you some coffee and everything, or whatever, and the inside they're evil. They'll throw a rock like nothing going on. I, I, I should put poison in this coffee. <laughs> I don't feel that. I, I don't want to bring no cupcakes tomorrow. And they'll bring them, and people say, oh, nice cupcake. I like, thank you. But it wasn't anything. It's amazing. May I make a quick yes. comment? Because I know we're closing soon. Yeah. I encourage everyone out there listening, it's really uh, geared in, in particular to young men, all men, to tune into Wow Hassan. I listened Hassan. Hassan. Oh yeah. I listened to what the debut. <laughs> that debut show though, Jesse. Yeah, oh you know, my goodness. It was, it was so I thought that his conversation with his dad was so meaningful. I thought he did an amazing job. Not only Hassan though, but Nick and James. I encourage young men out there, all men of any age, to support these guys because yeah. they're really the trailblazers for you know, these young millennials and That's generation right. Zers. So That's for I sure. had to get that in. Thank you. Yeah. And they are on Monday through Friday, folks. Check the website for it. Where's her son? That's her son. Come here, her son. Of course. Hassan. Come here, her son. Great job. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> That's her son. He's on every Wednesday now at 11 a.m on our network and he wear his socks everywhere. <laughs> their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, they are shoes. Do they look like shoes or socks? They look like socks. They look like socks. Yeah. But cool socks. Very cool. 
Nice. In 10 years, we'll all be wearing them. I've done. <laughs> <laughs> You're jet setter. I'm telling you. Trend right? I hope. <laughs> um, how often do you throw rocks? Um, I haven't thrown a lot lately. I know what it's like to throw rocks. I used to do more. Yeah. Um, I do silently pray every morning and night. Good, man. I read about it from other Christians a long time ago, and when I heard you talk about it more, a lot of it came together. I was like, oh, I've heard this before. This is good. And you went and forgave and all that too, right? Yeah, my parents actually asked me to forgive them. Oh, nice. Um, so that was good. That's easy. That. Yeah. Good, man. Amazing. Right here and then right here. Do you throw rocks? How often do you throw rocks? Yeah, what came to mind to me was, um, you know those like little tennis machines where you feed the balls into and you kind of just like move around and the balls just keep coming? Right. That was like the image that came to mind when you asked that question. Oh, so you threw a lot of rocks? Quite targeted. Really? Um, what the? <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems that way. Not a lot of rocks, but it's just like, it's quite accurate, it seems. Like they're, they're pointed. Yeah. Yeah. And they're at times, I guess, deliberate. And how do you feel when you're throwing rocks? Um, I almost expect them to, like, I, I see, like, a sports or, like, a batting cages kind of situation where it's like I'm feeding these balls and I'm expecting them to, like, hit them and hit them back. Or I also, when you asked the question, thought about how often I throw rocks and I thought about, like, the game of dodgeball. Like what? the game of dodgeball, where oh. you're throwing these rocks or throwing these balls, and yeah. and I throw rocks expecting others to play this game with me and to throw these balls and throw these things right back at me. Absolutely. And That's amazing. It's interesting. Are you doing a prayer every morning and night? Not every morning and every night. Really? Yeah, I, but I do observe myself really, really often. What? I do observe myself and watch myself really often, but, in the, but to take moments deliberately in the morning and at night. And why not? Um... Well, in the morning, I am quiet. I don't rise up in the mornings. Like, I, I sit in bed, and I kind of naturally come up, and I don't turn things on in the morning like that. But then the day happens, and when I get home, I'm really glad to be in quiet moments, but I don't sit down and make, like, a little window for it specifically. And why not? Because, um, I don't know. I just don't. You thought when God said that, he was just playing? Maybe I did. I'm sorry? Maybe I did. Evidently. You love your hell? I think I do. Oh, okay. Did you know most people love their hell? There's nothing you can do to make them let it go. They love their hell. And, and when they're losing it, it feels like a loss of identity. Like something is wrong. I'm losing myself. They don't realize they're losing their hell. It's like somebody right. I gotta feel something. All right, we're just suffering your hell. What the? Okay, I, I gotta get to two more people. I got in right behind you, and here. What's wrong? Nothing. It's do, great. Do, do you? Uh, how often do you throw rocks at others? Hmm. Probably more than I am willing to admit. And, and why are you willing to admit it? I don't know if I am willing to admit it. Would you say probably more than what? P more than I'm willing to admit. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and you're not willing to admit it? I, I don't know. I think it's, 
you know, a bit shameful. It's shameful? Yeah. To admit it to yourself, even if you didn't admit it out publicly, and you don't have to. Why yeah. is it shame? And you make a very good, that's a good point. Why is it shameful to admit it to yourself? Even though, um, like, I, I, I understand what you say when there are no good people, but there is this part of me that wants to believe that there's some good in all of us. So when I throw rocks at others or myself, it makes me feel like I'm not a good person. Right. Amazing. Well, what I encourage, because you're not a good person, ain't nothing good about you. Ooh. <laughs> How does it feel to hear that? Even though you, you, you soft-spoken, you dress nice, you can really sing, and you're pretty, you still ain't no good. Gosh, how does that feel? I thought, it, I don't know. <laughs> um, feels, honestly, feels like, it feels weird and it feels like relieving at the same time. Nice. When you can see that there's nothing good in you, you ain't no good, you'll be free. As long as you think you're good, you're going to work at trying to pretend you're good. And it's going to work your overtime, and you still be nothing. No good. I, I feel like I'm in, like, military training. You know, when, they, when uh, <laughs> you have your ego just, like, demolished and then rebuilt. Or not your ego rebuilt, but perhaps your character. The old abnormal nature is being destroyed, and the new nature, the nature you had before you were traumatized, you start living in that. That's why the ego must die. So you got to see that you're no good. And don't try to be good. Don't try to be bad. Just be you. Be. be. All right? But you ain't no good. Ain't nothing good about you. I, I honestly, <laughs> I do struggle with that. Just like, I, I have a hard time with that. Because if we're born perfect, how can't, like, how are we not good if we're perfect? How are you good is the question. Maybe I'm conflating good with perfect. Are you perfect? I mean, weren't we all born perfect? Are you perfect? It, I, there, I, I guess I believe that we're all perfect if we're all Are you like perfect? children of God. How can a no good person be perfect? That is a really good question. I don't, I don't know. The real you, you are perfect. But this thing that you're covering up is not perfect, which is the nature of the devil. And that's the thing that can't admit that it's not perfect because it want to pretend that it's you. But when that die, the real you created the image of God, one with the Father, you are perfect. But you don't know who that is at this point because you won't let this other thing go. All right? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Right here, real fast. How you doing, sir? All right. What's wrong? 
Uh, nothing. <laughs> What's on your mind? Nothing really. Is this helpful? Just listening. <laughs> is this helpful today? What's that? Is this help helping you at all? Uh, yeah. In what it's, way? It's uh, quite interesting. This is my first time. I came with my friend. He invited me, so. Oh, good. Yeah. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Um, my mother. I don't. I don't think I have anything against my mother. My my both of my parents passed away already. Oh, you did. So yeah. So but, your mo your mother was perfect. Um, no, she wasn't perfect, I don't think, but I mean, um, I never had nothing, I guess, uh, I didn't feel anything bad about her, I guess you could say. You know, I didn't have any regrets for my mother, really. Were you close to her? She, uh, yeah, she treated us very well. She was a very loving Christian mother. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Get on your knees tonight. Huh? Get on your knees tonight. Those very loving Christian mothers are the worst. <laughs> okay. They are the worst. Where did your fear come from? My fear? Yeah. I think it came from my dad. And, and what? See, everybody think they hate your dad. And why you hate your daddy? What's that? Why did it come from your father? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Just anger issues from my dad. Yeah. H have you forgiven him? Uh, I did forgive him, yes. What did you think about the way he used to treat your mother? Um, I guess bad in a way. You didn't like him for the way he treated your mother? I'm sorry? You didn't like him for the way he treated your mother? Uh, yes, at times, yes. You didn't like him? Uh, no. A and why not? Um, because I just felt that he wasn't treating my mother at times um, the way, I guess, a father or a husband should treat his wife. And, yeah. and, and what did it have to do with you? Why did you take sides? Why did you just, you know, between them, the two of them, it had nothing to do with you. Why did you take your mother's side? Um, I guess that's true, in a way. No, that was um, a question. Yeah. Um, why did you do that? Why did I do that? Yes. I'm not sure. I'm thinking maybe like try to defend my mother or something, protect my mother or something, no way. Yeah. yeah. Your mother was driving the, the hell out of your father. He couldn't deal with her, and that's why he was doing what he did, because she wasn't this nice, good Christian woman, but because you identified with her, you thought she was a victim, and she wasn't, and you identified with her, that's why you took her side. You didn't know she was a victimizer. No. I'm no. sorry? No, I didn't. Yeah. And she made you take her side by playing victim. Mm -hmm. All in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, um, I want to encourage you to do the silent prayer so you, because of time I got to run. Mm -hmm. So you can start seeing more of what's going on with you. Okay. I don't know much about the silent prayer you're talking okay, about. Okay, what the silent prayer does okay. is, is God said to be still and know him. Of ourselves, we can't change ourselves at all. We're like lost because of the anger. Mm -hmm. And it starts in the home, so we're lost. And all the fears and the doubts and insecurities and loneliness and all that, mm -hmm. we're in, a, in the wilderness, and that's hell. Because you've been turned away from your father, your earthly father. And but when you see that, you forgive your parents. Though they are dead now, you forgive them. They couldn't help it. 
because they felt the same way you're feeling. You feel exactly like them. They pass it on to you. But when you forgive them, God will forgive you. And he'll bring you out. This is your imagination. This is you, right? You're one with that. And when you forgive, he's going to bring you out of the darkness. And you become a living being and just watch the thoughts instead of being a part of them. You become free. All fear and everything will disappear. I see. It will. You can't make it happen, but you got to be honest with yourself. Even if you don't tell anyone else, I, I do have this anger. You need to see that as wrong, and God will forgive you and draw you to the kingdom, and it will be amazing. Okay. That made a little sense? Yes. Thanks. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Amazing. So let me just say about the rock thing. Anytime you gossip, anytime you, in your mind, say something like a lot of people say it bad about another person, cursing them out or calling them names or, or whatever, anytime you feel something toward another person, whether it's good or bad, you throw rocks. Anytime you judge yourself, you, you, you put yourself down or build yourself up, you throw rocks. You're playing God. And that's evil. But, uh, and, and because of the short time, when you start to see that you're doing it, though, that it's happening, because it's really not you that's doing it, but when you start to see that it's happening, that's all you need to do, is to see that it's happening, and seeing it will change it. It will change it. Does that make sense? But the devil wants you to think that you've got to do something. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you need to do but to see it. And then it'll start changing. It will change by itself. Because, and then you'll wake up even more so within yourself. And you will see that, wow, the same thing that was driving me is driving this person I'm throwing the rock at. I have no right to do that. And you will stop doing it. And that wouldn't mean to pray for one another rather than try to hurt one another. Because you see it's the same devil that was in you. And he's making you do that. That's not even you that's doing it. And when you get in the light, and you will, you're on your way right now, you're going to see that people just, it's not them. And there's no reason to hate them. They can't help it. Forgive them. They know not what they do. But you got to see that about yourself first before you can see it in anyone else. It starts within. The kingdom of heaven is within. Everything we are, Everything we need, everything we want is already done. We have it already, but it comes from within. You're not going to get it from without. You get material things from without so that you can live on the earth with it, with it but not as an identity. And it closes from this moment forward. Never, ever, ever let the devil or any other human being attach an identity to you. You want to overcome identity. That's what the death of the ego is all about. So I don't care what they say to you, about you, don't accept it. Don't get mad about it or glad about it. Don't let, you're trying to overcome these identities. You're not smart, you're not this, you're not that, you're none of the things that you say that you are. So stop calling yourself those things. You're really none of them. It's the spirit that made a home in you. And he is deceiving you to make you think that. If you got a job, you're not your job. If you're a nurse, 
your, your job is a nurse, but you ain't the nurse. So don't identify with your little white uniform on, walk up down the hall, put on your little red pin, now you think you're better with your white uniform and American flag. Stop watching, just watch it. Stop getting identities. You want to see it for what it is. It's evil. All right? You're neither good nor bad. You're neither a sinner nor a saint. You're neither this or that, and you've never done one thing wrong in your whole life. It was never you. So stop. Satan judge you and condemn you. He may influence you to do something that seemed to be wrong, and then he'll condemn you for it. And now you want to jump off a bridge or get high. It's not you. You never done. God is not judging you. He loves you. He has defeated the devil. He is not judging you. So do the silent prayer. Stay with it. Be willing to travel this journey alone. You can't bring anybody with you. And that doesn't mean you're not going to see how to deal with other people. You're going to deal with the world in a perfect way, but you can't make other people get on this journey with you. Your, your kids, your husband, your wife, your friends, your co-worker, the preacher, the teacher, you can't bring anybody alone. You got to travel this one alone. All right? So stay with it. Stay with it. Don't give up because the devil will try to talk you out of it. And, and, and in closing... If anybody makes you feel bad or feel good, don't blame them. It's in you. It's in your house. And all they did was brought out something that was already there and be glad they did so you could see it. All right? So stay with it. Stay with it. No announcement for this week. Uh, don't forget for your tithing offerings or donations, go to rebuildingtheman.com. And your super chats. Uh, and by the way, those that don't know Hake, his show is on at 9, right after my show. And E. White. And then Joel. <laughs> Joel on Tuesdays. He black. And then the Anchor Baby. Everybody know the Anchor Baby, right? Yeah. At, uh, at 12. And then on Fridays at 4. Uh, so we're building a network of 24-hour talk with men only. And so that we're going to one brick at a time. Now Hassan is there, so it's happening. So we need your support. Thank you for those, those who have not given. I know I don't mention it a lot, but the like common sense would say, you know what? I'm getting help there. Let me give back without having to be told all the time. So give, all right? Uh, and do the prayer and watch. I'm, I'm telling you, all you have to do is watch. Y'all understand that? There's nothing else you need to do. Don't even do anything else or you're keeping yourself in hell. Watch what's happening inside of you. The fate you, the not you. All right? So we'll see you tomorrow on the radio. That's it, it. Have a good week. Thank you all for amazing fellowship and thank you all as well. I appreciate it. <laughs> amazing. <laughs>